so I spent this last week up in uh, Edmonton, Canada, Alberta, and actually further up north, Camrose, this little town called Camrose. So it was like you go to, you fly from Vancouver to Edmonton, and then it's like an hour drive further east, kind of northeast. Oh, wow. Did you go to Canada right after you got your Yep. <laughs> yeah, I did. Anyway, it was, uh, I was teaching 23 young white Canadian young people, like between 18 and 22. Wow. But we were right in this area. It was all uh, like a lot of native uh, First Nations sort of reserves that were all around there. And, mm -hmm. and then there was this little enclave of these, uh, of this Lutheran Institute, Bible Institute. And so it was, uh, it was beautiful, actually. It was, there was a lake that was all frozen. You could walk around, it was bright, sunny skies. And, it's a different world, really. But I was working on Isaiah the whole week, kind of teaching these students. And, um, and I just wanted to share a few reflections on from Isaiah. There's this really beautiful, like beginning of this part in chapter 40, where um, God is saying, comfort, comfort my people. Chapter 40, Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort my people. And it's second person plural, like comfort you all, y'all. Comforter, ye, comfort ye, my people. Um, I don't. I don't have that Bible. Five sixty-one in the Thin Bible. Five sixty-one in the Thin Bible. So there's this was a movement that that God was raising up of comforters, and I I was just thinking about how we live in an area where there's a lot of pain, right here. You know, like. Um, this land is land that belonged to native peoples, as did this whole country. And uh, people who left Europe, who um, left their families because of all kinds of reasons, persecution, religious persecution, different things, they came across and they saw native peoples like they were just like pagan heathens. They didn't see them as, as the God made in the image of God precious people that they are and they just thought oh the land it's uninhabited um and they just took the land okay and and there was a lot of bloodshed and it's uh and this land was a land that a lot of people died because settlers brought smallpox and so there's um a, there were thousands of people that died of smallpox imagine just a huge pandemic where this is pre-mask pre-vaccines pre-anything and you know um and so this, there's a lot of pain that's in this land. And there's pain from the settlers too. Mm -hmm. Think about the people like my grandparent, my, my grandfather, he was the 10th of 10 kids that left uh, Southern Sweden. And, um, you know, I think there's pain that immigrants carry because they, they, they felt like they had to leave their homeland too, right? So there's pain that go, this generational pain that, um, that affects all of us. All of us carry generational pain. We don't even know where the pain comes from that we carry, right? But it comes from the past. And then from our own life suffering, you know, the suffering that we go through too, right? So we live in a land of darkness and pain. And uh, think of our area here, we've got the Swinomish Reservation, we've got the Upper Skagit, we've got the Lummi, the Tulalip, the um, Saksuadal, okay. Um, there's another one that um, in Anacortes, Samish. Samish, okay. 
And there's a lot of pain in those, uh, in those places, right? And then there's trauma that, that has happened uh, in people's lifetimes that adds to that pain. And how do we normally find comfort from all those pains and all that trauma normally in our society? What are some of the ways that we find comfort? Drugs, okay. Okay. Netflix, okay. Alcohol. Okay. And, and so, um, you know, what would you say would be the five primary ways that people deal with anxiety and who, and, 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 wanting more comfort what are some of the five most popular ways drugs alcohol okay okay entertainment ice cream chocolate milkshakes malts yeah okay just functional relationships okay so sex drugs and rock and roll okay okay and those um okay so some of the ways that we self-comfort aren't like bad Okay, but some harm us. And, and the reality is, is that if God wants to be our comforter, but we're not letting God do that, because we don't really believe that the Holy Spirit can do that. You know, Holy Spirit is called comforter. That's one of God, God's names. Literally, it means the one who calls out from beside you. That's, that's one of the names for the Holy Spirit. Okay, and, and if we don't let God comfort us, then we don't we're not going to have a deposit of that comfort inside of our hearts. That's true comfort. That's better than any hit from any kind of variety of weed that exists. Okay. The comfort that comes from the Holy spirit surpasses any drug comfort, any alcohol comfort, any kind of comfort that is available to us through the flesh, you know, through, through creation. And um, how do we know that that's true? Could that actually really truly be true? I don't think we do believe it. I don't think we believe it. We don't believe that there's actual comfort from the invisible God that's better than what we use. I do. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I can give you an example. Okay, good. You do. You do. You do. Okay. Some of us do. But not everyone out there in the world does. Do you know? I know. Okay. Do you know people that don't believe it, though? Yes. Okay, there we go. Yes. So there are people out there still at large that don't believe it. They're stuck. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, so look at this. This says comfort, you all. You guys go out and comfort. God gives the role of comforting not just to the Holy Spirit, but to us, okay? Like he wants us to be filled with the comfort of God so that we then have um, a huge amount of comfort to pass on to other people, right? Yes. And I love that. And um, how do we get that comfort? Well, there's a really cool verse, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Check it out. It's one of my favorite verses, actually. I've even found out where it is. Because usually I would skip, I would find the wrong, it would be the wrong verse that I look for, but now I've memorized it. 2 Corinthians 1. This is something you should highlight, underline, bold-faced. Tattoo. Tattoo it. Okay. Verse 3. Wow. Okay, no, this is too long of a verse to tattoo, probably. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Oh, God of all comfort. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. That's what he's called, not the Father of punishments, right? right. Like the prosecutor thinks. Yeah. Nope, this is the Father of mercies, okay? 
and the God of all comfort, all comfort, not just some of the comfort, all of it, who comforts us in all our affliction. Isn't that amazing? Do we, do we, do we receive that comfort in all of our afflictions or just some of our afflictions? Do you guys receive your comfort, all the comfort that you need from God, or is there some areas of your life that you still self-comfort? Yeah. Okay, so there's probably parts of us that we could access even more of that comfort. Yeah, physical comfort, you know, like one another. You know. So, yeah, and comforting one another through just love and tenderness is great, no doubt. That's part of the way God, God's saying comfort you all. You guys comfort each other, right? But here this says comfort us. God comforts us with in all of our afflictions, so, so that, check it out, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, any affliction, okay, with the comfort that we ourselves are comforted by God. Okay, so I think that that challenges me. That makes me want to receive. Well, I know I need comfort for myself. I was riding my bike today. On, in the valley and I started thinking about my mom and how I lost her and I felt so sad. I just really missed my mom who died, you know, last April. And I'm thinking about my dad who's probably gonna die in the next six months, three months, maybe one month, maybe, we don't know when. And you know, there's a lot of pain when you think about people that you love who've died. You know, we had Isaiah's uh, service here and that was so powerful, and, you know, last week and man, there's a lot of, a lot of people in, in our county that need comfort, All, a lot of us do, right? And so we need to receive that. We need to take time to just say, Holy Spirit, comfort me with the comfort that only you can give and fill me up with that, that love and comfort. Or as our friend Lynn Button, Button, she's this English lady. She says, she says, Lord, fill us up with love and cuddles. <laughs> love and cuddles. I like that. I like that. I would never be able to say that, but she can. I can't imitate her British know. accent. Yeah, try it out. Fill us out with fill us up with love and cuddles. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first part of what I want to share is that we have this great opportunity to be comforters and people need it around us. Everyone, a lot of people need it. But we need it. And so we've got to make sure that we get the comfort we need and try to soak that up. You know, we need to grieve the losses of, that are just very, very, very painful and hard. Beautiful, loving, beautiful, beloved people that truly are not perfect people. Everyone that we mourn has their bad sides that we probably don't miss. Okay. So it's, it's like, but that's part of the grieving process too. It's just forgiving and forgiving people, forgiving ourselves. Right. And so that's something that if we do that, that's, we're going to notice that we are going to be better off. And, and it's going to overflow out of us to other people too, if we take the time to do it. Okay, so what about strength? Do you guys feel like you have enough strength? So Gracie and I have kind of learned some stuff about strength. You know, we, um, we, we sometimes, um, well, we've seen that God really truly does give strength. Okay, and, um, and we've also seen that there's ways that we try to strengthen ourselves that don't last that well, don't work that well. Like, what are some of the ways that, well, I'll tell you one of the ways that I try to strengthen myself, coffee. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like binging on the best, on, yeah. on 
Lots of coffee. Energy drinks. I don't do that, but I, other people do, right? Chocolate. Those are my two ways. Chocolate and coffee. Today, I've done both. Okay. What are some other ways? And those aren't bad. I'm not saying that's bad to do anything like that. What other ways do we strengthen ourselves? Vitamins. Vitamins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exercise. Exercise. You know, one of the main ways that people strengthen themselves in our county is through meth. Yeah, meth gives people a sense of power and strength, right? Okay, so um, that shows that people need strength, which is why there's an epidemic of meth use, right? And probably heroin is one of the ways that people comfort themselves, right? Other opiates. Okay, so so that means that, um, and and is that working to use meth as a comfort? No. Okay, it works for a while for some people and they swear by it. Yeah. Okay, but then, then it has its downsides, right? Big time. Okay, so let's look at how do we get strength? When I get excited about God, there is nothing within myself. And you know, it's like that, it's like getting just, I was talking about him on, we went for a drive and I started talking about it. I'm like, get ready to come out of my seat. I, but you know, I also know that that has to be there for me. It's like a, it's like a, I'm a, I, don't, I want to call myself an alternator, but kind of, you know, I have to let that happen for me because I get depressed. We need, we need comfort. We need strength. Okay. There's, yeah. there's so much strength available from God. Yeah. That is crazy. Okay. Yes. What? Okay. That's where let's, let's look at this a second. Chapter 40, same chapter 40. It says, um, do you not know? Have you not heard? Okay, the everlasting God, the Lord, creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable, okay? And he never sleeps. He's never tired. You know, this whole term woke, I'm woke, being awake. Well, God is woke because he's never sleeps. He, he's always awake 24-7. He is, he's woke. He's always awake and he's never tired. Okay, he defines it for anybody, right? He's he's completely awake and he never never he, he always works and he never grows tired. Okay, so that's what it says right here. Don't you know? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired? His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. There it is. He gives strength to the weary. Gives. Okay. And to the one who lacks might. He increases power. Okay. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young people stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up like wings with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Okay. So waiting on the Lord. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, coming to church with everybody here is a positive thing for me anyway. It makes me get comfortable with others. Yeah. And you know, when we wait on the Lord, I like the, uh, Jason, what you said about worship. Worship is an act of faith. It's an act of radical faith, right? When you, when you worship God, actually it's, it does really strengthen you. You know, like when you pray with your spirit in your being, in your heart or in your being, when your, when your spirit is praying, it actually strengthens your spirit. And, um, 
but also uh, waiting on God for strength, strengthens your actual body. Gracie and I have had this happen where we go on, on the road and we're traveling and we're speaking in places where we're like, sometimes it's like 12 hours a day where we're just teaching and praying for people even longer. And, and it's like, we notice that the worship that we, that happens when worship happens, we are just like, it's like plugging in the battery and we're just recharged. When we sleep, we pray for each other and we, and we're, we're recharged and we experience God strengthening us. Of course, it is good to have vitamins, to eat well, to uh, do stuff to avoid getting sick, to deal with, you know, there's ways around the jet lag. There are practical concrete things we can do. Yeah. Having worship night on Friday. Oh yeah, worship night on Friday. Yes, Chucky. Yeah, well, I thought, you know, putting the underwear all the ass and doing that, doing Psalm 64 out loud. Yeah. Woke up doing Psalm 64. Wow, that is crazy. So, and and reading the Psalms—that's one of the ways that that we get strong. Like that happens every night here. Chucky and, and Julio are always here. Other people too, and and actually reading, praying the Psalms. It's crazy. It's like a, it's like medicinal. You know, it's like better than going to super supplements for sure. Very, very, protective. very protective. Okay. So um so I want to read one more part, which is chapter 41, where it says um Isaiah. Isaiah. So here's the alternative, okay? The alternative to, to letting God be the one that strengthens us is just what people do all around us. You know how everyone says, like, you got to work, you got to make money, you got to pay your bills. That's the, that's the pressure. And if you're not doing it, then, then, then you feel guilty and people look down on you, and, right? And, of course, when you can work, that's a good thing. And it's meaningful to find meaningful work. We want to try to find meaningful work. Okay, but the world thinks that that's what gives us, gives us meaning and strength, okay? So listen to this. The coastlands have seen and are afraid. The ends of the earth tremble. They have drawn near and they've come. Each one helps his neighbor and says to his brother, be strong. This is the other way that it happens. That's not from God. Just We just try to, out of fear, we try to build each other up. Um, and to the crafts, so the craftsman encourages the the welder and the one who's, who smooths out the metal with the hammer encourages the one who beats the anvil, saying of the soldering, it's good. And he fastens it with nails. So, you know, construction, everything like that, right? So that it will not totter. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I've chosen. And this is, this is just language for, for people that are the people of God. You, Lorinda, my servant. You, Rachel, whom I've chosen. You know, you, Chucky, my servant. You, Julio, my servant. You, you know, each one of us, Jude, you know, uh, Carol, Peter, Gracie, all of us. Descendant of Abraham, my friend. He call, God calls us his friend. You're my friend. You whom I've taken from the ends of the earth, from prisons, from being homeless, from, you know, being in, in trap houses. You know, you who have taken out of those places, right? And called from the remotest places and said, you are my servant. I've chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Okay, that's what I feel like God is wanting you to know. God, don't fear. Don't trip out in fear and, and relapse into your old way of doing things. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't anxiously look about you. Okay. Do we ever do that? Anxiously yes. look about us? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I, um, 
for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Okay, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isn't that amazing? So that's what I feel like God is offering us. And um, what's really cool is that God has a vision uh, that is described in chapter 42 that is for the servant of the Lord. The servant of the Lord is, is we're all the servants of the Lord. We can step into this, right? And um, it says right here, behold, my servant who I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. That's you. That's me. I have put my spirit upon him and her. I will bring forth justice to the nations. They will not cry out or raise their voice, nor make their voice heard in the street. A bruised reed they will not break, and a dimly burning wick they won't extinguish. But they will faithfully bring forth justice. And they won't be disheartened or crushed until they've established justice, until God has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands will wait for the teaching, wait for their teaching. This is a little bit complicated, but the last part is, um, I am the Lord, verse 6, I've called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you. So God has a missional, mission. We're mis God wants missionaries. Like all of us are called to be missionaries. All of us are called to be his servant to bring justice to the nations. Okay, which justice to the nations. What does justice to the nations mean? What does justice mean for the Swinomers people, for the upper Skagit, for the Lummi, for the Tulela, for people that have huge fines with the courts? who have warrants, who have, um, you know, just all kinds of baggage from just years of troubles, right? What does justice mean? Justice means like, like God knows what we've suffered. And remember, he's called the father of mercies. Okay? He says, I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, Jason was just telling me he wants to go into the jail and he, he can get approved as soon as the COVID restrictions are gone. Right? Jason Brooks. To open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. Do you know who the best jail ministry people are? People that have been through it. Absolutely. And so one of our goals is we believe the fruit of Tierra Nueva eventually is going to be people that have gotten strengthened up and, and re are receiving the comfort and the strength of God going back, you know, going out to the trap houses because people are going to recognize you out there and they're going to go, Oh, wow. Hey, that's Jason. I used to buy drugs from him. Hey, what, what Jesus? Oh, wow. Hey, you have changed. Oh man. I want to be like you, right? Like God is needing to like a home. There needs to be like a missionary movement that's made up of people that have come out of hard suffering. The Swinomish people, the Upper Skagit, you know, they need they need they need to be reached by people that um, by their own folks. And there's a lot of people in those groups that have come to get restored, right? But there's a, a need for a lot more everywhere. <coughs> I am the Lord. That is my name. I won't give my glory to another. God wants His glory to be on Robin and uh, all of us, each one of us, and He doesn't want to give it to anyone else. Like God wants to work through you and me. So anyway, let's pray. God, I pray right now that we would be um, able to receive comfort from you. And that um, we just ask Holy Spirit right now that you would pour out your comfort into our hearts. 
and uh, that we would not just be anxious and just look here and there to the old sources of comfort, but that we would actually learn how to wait for you expectantly and to let your invisible anointing of your spirit flow into our veins and the, and the strength that you can give us. You say those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You just pray that we would be able to soak up strength for what we have to do every day in our jobs, in our parenting, in our recovery, keeping sober, clean and sober, whatever we need to do work. We just ask Holy Spirit for that strength from heaven to fill our community, fill each one of us um, and um, heal us in the, in the process too. We pray in Jesus name. Amen.